All right, right. Peace, peace. What up? Greetings and welcome to the Reach and Father podcast. I'm your host, Osa. And this is the podcast where we talk about fatherhood, co-parenting, and the surrounding relationships. So thanks for joining me. This is episode four. Episode three, we were talking about the rise of the planet of the apes, the first of the trilogy that came out, I don't know, the mid, early to mid tens. You know, I don't even know how we describe that decade. The tens? What do you start over? The tens? Are we in the twenties now? <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, we were talking about the rise of the planet of the apes. Um, and you know, we went over how these black bodies they were stolen from Africa and brought to America and experimented on. Then we'll get back into the story, but first I just want to talk about these apes, man. I don't know why they're so taboo. Because, you know. Some of my favorite people talk about these apes. Like, who are these apes? Like, what is this ape mentality? Um, I want to start with a quote from my man Kanye West. And that song was, uh, I think it was called, I Thought About Killing You. It's really wild. However, he does say in the song, he says, drop a pen for the fade. I'm on my way ASAP. Don't get socked in the mouth. You know, homie, don't play that. Pay the fire marshal bill because this shit going to get way packed. They want to see me go ape. All you got to do is speak on yay. Yikes. It's how easy it is to go ape for some of us. And uh, I think there's just that's that primal nature that's inside of us. You know, that going through the nose philosophy. It can just come up out of us. Now, we only talk about it when it's really, really negative. So the reason why I'm even going through this movie is to bring some positive light to the idea. I mean... Look at uh, that movie, the, the Black Panther. I mean, it's also a you know, comic book, but a lot of us are familiar with the movie and you had Wakanda and you had all the people of Wakanda. You had different tribes within Wakanda. You know, not everybody was the same. They weren't all the same people. You had different groups and each, each group, you know, served its purpose in the collective. And in particular, um, you know, in addition to the Dora Milaje, those, those were the, uh, the women with the spears. They was crushing everybody. Um, you also had the um, uh, the was it the Jabari tribe. That's where uh, Mbaku, um, Black Panther's kind of local nemesis or whatever. Uh, he was there. His tribe, Mbaku, his tribe, and they they were like kind of like the apes, right? They were associated with the apes. He's he's called Man Ape in the actual comic book, right? Mbaku is actually called Man Ape, and those apes. I mean, he's a he's an ape, man. He's a big gorilla type dude. And the interesting thing about that is that this this Jabari tribe, see, they were actually secluded from, you know, the rest of society. They were up in the mountains. They're away from the mountains. So. This kind of makes me think about, you know, what, what would happen if we like collectively just acknowledged the apes among us and instead of trying to deny their existence, you know, what if we actually found a place for them in society and put them there? Man, honestly, I ain't gonna fake like I got all the answers because if I did, the world would be in a better place. You know, I know one thing though is that I know a lot more than when I started this journey. And most of what I know about fatherhood, it's organic, it's instinctual, you know, and I believe some of it's from the outside, but a lot of it comes from within. And it seems like you can only reach those levels by actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad I ain't been sitting around on the sidelines because this just takes work, man. It's just a matter of putting it in. 
And it's not easy, we may never do it right, but that's just what we gotta do as men, as fathers, as parents, as, as citizens of the community. That's just what I believe. And to me, that's what it is. I mean, we'll never be perfect, but we can always keep reaching farther. I shake my head and look around, it's sad, sad. You should know the black dad ain't a bad dad. But it's too many in a crisis like Sudan. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Thanks for joining the Reaching Father podcast. You can go head on over to Bandcamp if you want to cop that theme song and just support the podcast and what's going on. Definitely um, go over to Bandcamp or just listen to the track. Bandcamp. Uh, reachingfather.bandcamp.com. We out here, baby. Uh, we also send the song to a daddy that you know. I just, you know, probably need a little pick me up song or, you know, some some fatherhood bars. This is what we that's what we doing over here. Fatherhood bars. Send that out. Um, You are much appreciated. Okay, so look, let's get back in. Let's get back in. I think when we left off, we were talking about, uh, oh, when uh, Caesar, he let he let his bully out. Why can't I think of his name right now? It'll come back to me. Um, so he let the bully out and he, he, he told the bully to, to give everybody cookies, right? And so this was an act of service that he, you know, empowered his lieutenant to do. But then it, I think that's another important principle that was laid out um, for the, for the I'm going to call him the tribe in this film, the ape tribe, right? Which was, which was that act of service. And then after that, Maurice, which is the orangutan, he asked Caesar. Caesar is the main character, obviously. He asks Caesar, why, why, why cookies? And Caesar responds, well, apes alone weak, apes together strong. And then Maurice kind of looks around at the apes who are playing in the yard. And he says, apes stupid, you know, which could be true. However, I think that that was an important moment in the movie because I, that's where Caesar really showed his commitment to his people, commitment to his tribe. And after that, he went, he broke into, he snuck out of the jail and he broke into the lab. And when he broke into the lab, he grabbed like the medication that he was on and he knew that the other apes were on. And when he got the medication, he then gave it to the other uh, apes that were in the jail with him. So he juiced them all up and you know, he, he gave it to them while they were asleep. And they woke up with this new awareness, like overnight, you know, they woke up and you could see the eyes were different, like they were woke, so to speak. And they had this new awareness. And I thought this was really good because I think sharing the information, right? Sharing the knowledge that he was equipped with or even sharing the ability to get the knowledge. I think that's an important part of any civilization, right? Education, which is why a lot of us are really big on education and teaching and sharing. And and so that we, more of us have access to the skills and more of us have access to the knowledge of what's going on in society. So I thought that was really a poignant part. And after that, he was also, right, teaching, teaching them probably sign language and all of those things, which is, you know, again, very good traits for a father to have, right? Because we're building up to this father. Uh, because again, like I say, I don't think we need more fathers. We need better men. So Caesar in this movie was cultivating better apes because apes are stupid and he helped cultivate better apes. So anyway, after all of this happens, 
um, they get smarter. And then, of course, they take over at the jail and they, you know, they lock up the enslavers and then they eventually escape. And they pretty much, I don't want to say they wreak havoc on the city, but what they did was they escaped from the jail. Then they went and they freed the monkeys in the lab or the apes. They're not monkeys, they're apes. I don't know the distinction. I think it's just monkeys have tails, something like that. So they freed the apes from the lab and then they freed the apes from the zoo. And I thought that that was a very good order because the apes in the jail, they were all trained up. They were all ready to leave. They had the principles and they had the order um, of operations or order of succession probably lined up, right? Then they freed the labs, uh, then they freed the apes in the labs. And those those apes were experimenting on too, but they were probably a little bit smarter uh, than the average, obviously, right? And then they freed the collective who was at the zoo and they didn't need to be like any extra smart, right? They just needed to follow good leadership. and. Caesar established that. So, make a long story short, they ended up um, escaping and they got over the San Francisco Bridge and they led themselves into the Redwood Forest and they established their tribe over there. So, this is actually the birth or, or the rise of actually how Caesar became the father of his own civilization, which I think is very, very important. I think for me as a man, just thinking about that, that just is a, a concept that I want to embody, right? Building building up a civilization, just building, building. We're supposed to have something. I mean, what we have now, like I personally, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable with it, you know, like having the king's got to have a kingdom. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't got no kingdom and I don't really see no viable kingdom around me. And so therefore, I am no king. Um, don't call me king anymore. I don't think I want the title. I'll be looking around like, nah, man, I'm not the king of this. <laughs> except, except for you, lady sisters. We got, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can keep. Y'all, that's all right. This, that's different. But for the rest, nah, man, we got to have a kingdom first in order to be kings. So I think that that's very critical. And I think this movie pointed that out to me and for me and really made it um, tangible or really made the idea of it tangible and a concept that should be tangible before I run around calling myself a king. All right. So I'm just going to, you know, wrap the movie up with that. I think another important part of the movie is not only um, is not only building a civilization or building a kingdom, but building it based on something. I think it's really, really important for men to have principles and live by principles. And then you will you can establish you can establish your community you can establish your kingdom a lot easier when you have certain principles in line. I mean, I saw just a few in this movie that I really resonate with. Um, humility that was a big part of this. Brotherhood, building a brotherhood. Caesar built up a good brotherhood because ultimately this is it's not just you know people or men in particular, but just people in general. We're not islands that stand by ourselves. You know, like they say, it, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. So having good brothers in your village is critical. 
is critical. So that's an important principle. I mean, Caesar showed signs of like self-development and the development of others around him, which was big. Uh, like I spoke on the service piece briefly, and then also like even compassion, right? When so you know after they escaped, there was this like epic battle with with the humans and the cops. Epic battle with police. They went at it with the police. They went at it with the police. Epic battle. And I thought, you know, that just gave me life. Um, but in that, <laughs> in that epic battle, you even see the principles come through in, in battle, in times of war. That's how you really know you've done something well, when your principles can stay intact in times of war, or you're able as the leader to keep those principles intact. One of them being, um, they didn't kill humans, not like outright, you know, some of them got thrown off the bridge, but you know, only in the immediate danger. They outright didn't kill humans, and, and I don't think that was ever explicitly said. However, it was a clear principle throughout the series so i think i'm gonna just wrap it on that and that just being a foundation again for what i think is important now i want to move into something else which is um i've always found interesting and i guess i'll talk about it um right here so i don't know if y'all have heard you should have some of you have by now maybe if you're listening to this podcast you probably have already heard it's old, the study that the CDC did about fatherhood and the results of the fatherhood are very interesting and compelling, to be honest with you, especially as it pertains to black fathers. But before I get into that, I wanna share this clip that I found online and in regard, it's regarding like nature, it's regarding actually lions in nature and how they are as fathers. So check this out. Now, when it comes to lions and child rearing, mom gets most of the credit, and rightfully so. She feeds her cubs, watches over them, and pretty much raises them on her own. So what do the dads contribute? <laughs> well, in terms of a day-to-day -day role, dads don't actually do a whole lot. They're not known to spend too much time with their cubs, contrary to what Disney might have us believe. The whole everything the light touches bit yeah, that's not really how it goes in real life. <laughs> but that's not to say they're completely useless. In reality, while females do most of the hunting, male lions defend the pride's territory. Essentially, Dad's in charge of security patrol. He'll roam the outer limits for days, covering a perimeter of more than 60 square miles to keep an eye out for intruders. It's his job to make sure no threats make their way back to Mom and the Cubs. So... I really find that clip and that information interesting about lions, especially how they are as fathers. And I mean, it's hard to quantify the quality of a father when it comes to, you know, lions. And 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 I just personally have an affinity towards lions. I, I mean, there's other mammals that are probably better representations. However, I just always have felt a close affinity to lions and even in this style of parenting now this isn't necessarily the line how the line doesn't isn't necessarily my style of parenting however i do resonate and connect with it on a variety of ways so let's get back to that cdc report uh for those that haven't read the cdc report i know the cdc is it's questionable it's been a rough year and a half with the cdc but this came out in 2014, so let's just go with what they say. 
Right. So the CDC conducted a report and they did surveys amongst different groups of fathers, um, different age ranges, and also different races. And they had black, white, and Hispanic, I think were the racial designations. And so what was shown in the report was that even though black men have the highest rates of not being in the home with the children, which is it's almost like one in four, um, they have the highest rates of not being in the home with the children. They still had some of the highest rates, arguably, especially considering um, the fact that they're not in the home as much. They had arguably, uh, you know, really high rates of participating in the children's lives, uh, doing things like having activities with them and bathing them and doing homework and, and things like that. So, I mean, black men did remarkably well in this study. Now, the problem that I have is that some people have been out here trying to use this information to suggest that black men are better fathers than the other races. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. Please, please, please don't do that. Don't do that. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think that this necessarily proves that. One, I don't really think that there is a way to even quantify fatherhood. And this, I mean, you know, most people just use money, but, you know, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if that does a good job. However, I don't really think that there are other ways to quantify fatherhood. And even though the findings in this report are very pleasing, I mean, I, I went over it with my son a while ago and my son even made a, he made a documentary about that. I, I don't think that this suggests that black men are better fathers than any other group of people. Again, which is hard to quantify. I think this just states that black men spend more time with their children than most people think. And most people think it's zero. So it's really not a hard goal to reach anyway. However, um, I, it does it does show that black men are present in their children's lives a lot more than we like to think. I think that that's all that this report can show, can possibly show. Um, and this is good, this is good, it's kudos. The, the challenge, the reason why I, I challenge the notion that this suggests that, you know, black men are better fathers is that because uh, I, I am very fortunate enough to have grown up with my father every day in my life. I don't remember him doing any of those things, honestly, like activities and taking me to activities and doing homework. I don't really remember. He probably may have, but I don't. I don't remember. I remember my mother doing all those things. Who's great, by the way. My mother's awesome. Don't get much to talk. Don't get much of a chance to talk about her here. I will. It's about to be May, Mother's Day. I'll probably probably give her a special shout out. Um, however, yeah, she did a lot of those things, right? You know, the homework and stuff. Like my mom was on me about the homework. However, you know, and even though my father didn't necessarily, or I don't remember him doing those things with me, he was still great. He was definitely a, a great father, you know, by many standards. So, I, again, I don't really know how to quantify that. You know, a father, like, how would you say what's a great father and a better father? There's some intangible ways to figure it out. I just don't think that this is it. 
Um, the other thing that I think about this report, e even if you don't believe that, even if you don't believe the statistics or I, I think the way like a lot of this was voluntarily shared information, I don't know if this was like tracked information. So I guess if someone asks you, you're probably going to say <laughs> the better things about yourself as a father. But let's pretend that this is like pretty accurate. Um, there's some there are some there's a lot of things about it that actually make sense because if black men are in the group of the you know the highest unemployed people in this country well then i would hope then that they would probably be spending more time with their children right i hope so and the idea that there are more black men you know spending time with their children is probably indicative of that fact right it's an indicative that okay yeah other groups of men may not be with their children as much because they're probably working which is great now, i would not if that's if that's you know if, if, that's kind of how historically how it's how, how it's been for a while right men were always out working and doing the jobs and men just didn't really spend a lot of time around children as a matter of fact um i think like the nurturing of children and doing all of those things i mean i think it's actually very feminine it's a very feminine trait right nurturing of, of children and things like that and it's cool i'm not knocking it at all because i do all of those things with my children with and for my children so i'm not knocking it but i do understand that like that's a lot more of the um divine feminine that's within us that's activated when we're doing these things i mean can you imagine like can you imagine what my father thought the first time he saw me doing my daughter's hair like oh my gosh like the first time i had to even concede to the idea of having to do it myself i mean that was culture shock for me. That was serious culture shock. I remember I struggled, like, thinking, like, I had to do this. Like, what? And, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Now, that's where the masculine kicks in, right? Because you got to figure out how to do something. Like, figure out how to do hair. <laughs> that's some of the more masculine part of it. But once you sitting there doing the hair and you, you that's uh, nurturing that child, and that's, that's a different side. And um, so anyway, uh, I think I think that that's a lot more, you know, that those are just more more feminine traits. And I mean, just like my father seeing me do that must have been extremely weird, right, for him. He, he never really said, he didn't say nothing to me. Like, he didn't give me a hard time. He didn't give me the blues. Like, probably a lot of other dads might. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm sure it was like culture shock, right? Especially because like, like the way I grew up, like I grew up, I got my mother and my two sisters. And so like, all I seen was them do hair, 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 this kind of hair, that kind of hair, braids, extensions, perms, this, that, and the other styles, this hair, 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 hair. This all I knew that they did for a fact. So can you imagine me doing hair and a lot of that stuff is cute and we love like on social media like all of the feminine things that a, a man can possibly do as a father they're really glorified on social media which i guess is cool i just hope that we're aware we're just aware of what we're glorifying right especially like when it comes to the cdc report and if people are trying to use this to suggest that we're like 
better fathers in any capacity. It's not necessarily true. And, but we don't really have any metrics to decide what that is. Now, if we do have some metrics, somebody please let me know. Share it with me, please. Like, send me an email. If, if anyone thinks that we can find accurate uh, metrics for how to rate a good father or what's a better father, then let me know. However, I don't know because a lot of the things that my father provided for me in my life, they're intangible. I mean, you know, there was some tangible things always had a roof over our head and da 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 da. However, like the brunt of what my father provided for me was like very intangible, very intangible. And I think that a father's ability to be, you know, not always, not always physically be present, but to leave your presence felt in your child's life. I think that that's really indicative of, you know, a, a good uh, father. You know, I'm not going to, I can't call that a metric, but I think it's definitely an indicator of a good father, one who can leave an impact on a child's life in a positive way. So I think I'm going to end with that. I think we're going to keep it short today. I just, just building this foundation for what uh, fatherhood looks like. Um, we're going to obviously going to talk about it a whole lot more in a whole lot of different ways. However, I just wanted to get this off my chest because I've been waiting to talk about this Planet of the Apes movie for years. It's not enough of us talking about it, but I also love talking about nature. I love how we are reflected in nature. And I think that a lot of our challenges come from us rejecting the idea of nature and quote unquote being animals because we're supposed to be humans. And in my personal opinion, um, humans, we humans ain't really all that. If you ask me, I don't really think that humans are that great. I don't think that we're that special. I think that we like to think that we are. But, you know, even rats have figured out how to feed everybody in their communities. And humans, we still haven't even figured that out. So, sure, we can fly to outer space. But, I mean, we're not exactly doing a good job as keepers of the planet. If you know what I mean. Anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> It's a whole nother podcast. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to close out with uh, some reading. Uh, I would like to suggest, because we talk about um, wilderness. So Into the Wilderness by Brene Brown. Um, I think that that's a good book because she does make that argument of this spiritual crisis that we are all going through as humans and the disconnection that we have and kind of how to bring meaning into our lives. And she offers like, you know, good stories and actually research to align these concepts and ideas together so if you get a chance check out that book Brene Brown into the wilderness all right that's all I got for y'all on this episode but make sure you stay tuned and tell a friend about this podcast tell 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 somebody that you know what's going on over here the reaching father podcast and if you got any questions or comments hit me up on email my links to be around you know Instagram and YouTube, leave a comment. However, you know, it's all good. All right, y'all. Peace and blessings. I'm out. I shake my head and look around. It's sad, sad. You should know the black dad ain't a bad dad. But it's too many in a crisis like Sudan. Let me be transparent like a glad bag. I seen too many men denied. Yeah, it's that bad. 
What do I know? A good dad is all I ever had. And if I didn't.